At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Happy New Year to everybody. I don't mind broadcasting New Year's Eve. What the heck? A lot to talk about. Anyway, our next guest, Ambassador John Bolton, former U.S. National Security Advisor, former ambassador to the United Nations, currently chairman of the Foundation for American Security and Freedom, and his book, his late book, latest book, The Room Where It Happened, a White House memoir, Anyway, uh, John Bolton, welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Glad to be with you. Good boy. So, John, um, I guess I'm going to have to embarrass you by talking about this really great New York Sun op-ed piece, which has gone throughout the Internet, Uh, The Right Role for Bolton. The Right Role for Bolton. It's not an endorsement for president, but they'd like to see you run for president and restore foreign policy as a topic of debate in the Republican primaries, I know you're a longtime believer in tough defense spending, peace through strength. I was your colleague in the White House. Um, I think you've got some good supply-side tax-cutting blood uh, in, with you, inside you. And I also think, John, and I want to talk about this for a second, you know, boosting the defense budget, one of the best ways to do that is to grow the economy with the right incentives Economic growth throws off a lot of budget revenues that can then be put into the defense budget. That was the Reagan model. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think that's the kind of thing you could inject if you throw your hat into the ring. What do you think, John Bolton? No, I think that's right. Look, you, you, a strong American position in the world, I think, is critical to maintaining the kind of economy we want at home. And, and the other side of that coin is you cannot maintain a strong position internationally without a strong economy. So the two, to me, go absolutely together. What, what I've been concerned about for a number of years, and I'm especially concerned about it as we look toward 2024, is uh, a, a lot of talk about – uh, domestic issues that get political attention but are really not critical to the security of the country. And I think we face a number of threats around the world that really uh, could make 2024 more, more like an election from Cold War days than uh, from from the days since the uh, Soviet Union collapsed. I mean, starting with a war in Ukraine that's now uh, been going on for almost a full year. So it's a it's a question, I think, for American politicians uh, and for the people in an election cycle to say we want to hear more about what your views are on the threats the United States faces around the world. Yeah, I mean, what's your assessment of America's role in the world, America's standing in the world? Well, I think at the moment we're seen as being uh, uh, adrift and not paying enough attention. And I think uh, if you look at uh, uh, at, at the threats that are that are emerging, I mean, take China's one. I think uh, we've we've come to the realization uh, somewhat late about the the extent of the Chinese threat. It really covers all of 
society, economic, political, as well as military. Uh, but countries uh, near China are doing amazing things because they're very worried about what's going on. Just a couple of weeks ago, the prime minister uh, of Japan announced that they would more than double their defense budget in five years to get up to the 2 percent of GDP NATO target. And making Japan – and listen to this – making Japan the third largest military in the world – uh, after the United States and China. So there's a lot going on here, and I, I just think politicians, uh, especially those who have isolationist tendencies, don't want to talk about these threats. But I think it's it's important for the citizens as voters to hear what the threats are, and then they'll decide what they want to do. Is Joe Biden intimidated by Putin and Xi is he intimidated? Is he afraid to really put his best foot forward or America's best foot forward? Well, I think he is. I think uh, the Ukraine war is a good example. Uh, uh, U.S. policy, I think, uh, throughout has been a day late and a dollar short. Uh, right. It has not rallied the NATO alliance despite a lot of patting ourselves on the back. We still don't have Germany or France contributing adequately to the effort. Uh, and I think Putin's constant uh, bluffing about using nuclear weapons uh, and the threat of a larger war has deterred Biden from really doing what we should have been doing. We, we were we failed at the beginning of this by not deterring Putin, but he's been able to deter uh, Biden in significant ways. I think China's a, a little bit different. I think this is this is a self-induced uh, uh, hesitancy on Biden's part, because from the beginning, he and John Kerry, his global climate envoy have said that climate change agreements with china are the top priority hmm. uh they're going to be walled off from everything else uh, but but we're going to make we're going to make progress there which is which is giving the issue away to china and and raising the price of agreement on everything else we've been very timid in dealing with china for fear of jeopardizing a climate agreement that the chinese would never adhere to anyway Right. I mean, they're, they're building coal plants left and right. There's no climate change policy in China that I can see. And it's that's a sideshow, John. I mean, you know, Chinese trade practices, China on COVID, China on Taiwan, uh, China on North Korea. Those are key issues, it seems to me. Global warming is not a key issue in China. Well, it certainly is not, and yet that's that, that is the dominant issue for the Biden administration, and I think does explain a lot of passivity. If you're if you're being driven by a desire to get some kind of uh, climate change agreement from China, everything else is going to play second fiddle, and I think we're paying the consequences for that. We're talking with uh, Ambassador John Bolton, former National Security Advisor. John, what about the domestic economy? I mean. In this Sun article, it, it says it reports Mr. Bolton describes his own platform as fairly standard Republican fare with a libertarian edge, cut taxes, reduce regulations, get the government off the back of the people and let the economy grow. Now, John, that's fairly standard for us Reagan guys. All right. And Trump guys, too, to some extent. But the Republican Party doesn't always talk about that. I mean, you know, what, 18 or 20 Republican senators voting for omnibus. In other words, I'm saying uh, a supply sider in the race would be a very good thing. I know your expertise is foreign policy, and we look to you for that. 
but I wouldn't downgrade just putting that stuff out, what you call fairly Republic, fairly standard Republican fair. I don't know that the Republicans know that that's fairly standard Republican <laughs> fair. Well, that's, that's, that's my that's problem. A, that's a good point. No, that, no question about it. We've, we've got a lot of, uh, of sort of emerging social Democrats in the Republican Party yes. for reasons I don't fully understand. And a lot of people who honestly, for whom the concept of fiscal responsibility is, uh, is is alien to their nature. But, you know, when you have the, the share of total GNP that the government is taking, expanding year after year, uh, you're, you're crowding out the, the private sector. You're not enhancing growth. We, we've got an entire rhetoric by Democrats and liberals about government expenditures investments. We're investing in this and investing in that, when all they're really doing is simply transferring uh, income from one group to another or engaging in programs that don't contribute to economic growth. I think your point has always been, and I remember from discussions in the White House, the more economic growth you have, the more you're free to do other things with it. But if you're yes. not promoting growth, you're only talking about redistributing scarcity. I think it's a winner for Republicans to stress economic growth. I know that's been your view, and I, I think in 2024 it could make a big difference. Uh, John, are you worried about isolationist strains in the Republican Party? Uh, I am. I think, you know, there have always been traces of them. I think we're seeing more of it now. In fact, I've written a pretty long piece for National Review. I hope will be coming out soon to try and address that. Uh, again, if you if you look at Reagan's success and ultimately uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, which was due to his and then following in the George H.W. Bush administration putting pressure on the Russians economically to the point where they couldn't compete and ultimately collapsed. Uh, that's what makes us safer. Uh, you know, it's not American strength that's provocative in the world. It's American weakness that's provocative. Uh, and the peace through strength approach Reagan had uh, has ample precedent in history and I think proved to be a winner in the Cold War. I think it can do it in this uh, confrontation we're seeing now with China, too. Should we stay the course with Ukraine? Because I, I hear whispers, you know, in the Republican House uh, leadership and elsewhere that um, that we're losing our appetite for defending Ukraine with uh, weaponry and financial assistance. Should we stay the course, John? No, absolutely. I mean, this is this is having a devastating effect on the uh, on the Russian military, among other things. Uh, Defense Secretary Austin said seven or eight months ago now, I think, that what the Russians are doing is feeding their army into a wood chipper. Mm. Uh, we've had excellent battlefield testing of key, key military systems. Now, what this war has revealed is how small our arsenals of things like javelin anti-tank weapons are. Uh, in trying to get aid to Ukraine and trying to get aid to Taiwan, uh, we're facing huge delays because of our inadequate uh, supply chain in this country. Our manufacturing lines have gone cold. So I think, again, a, a key issue here and a, a potential boost for uh, American industry, making it clear we need uh, not just uh, just-in-time delivery of weapons, we need resilience. We need the capacity to have that stuff stockpiled so we can either use it with allies or use it ourselves. John Bolton, when are you going to make a decision whether or not to run? Well, you know, it's. I think the timetable in the Republican Party race has slowed down a little bit. Uh, President Trump obviously declared his candidacy on November 15th, but for the last six weeks, there hasn't been any evidence of that candidacy. Very, very hard to understand, I think, but I think it's slowed down. 
uh, a lot of uh, other people who are looking at this race slowed down their announcement for some period of time. So I think it's very important to do this seriously. You know, I did look at running in 2016 and, and went, went through a lot of careful analysis before deciding not to go. It's not a frivolous decision to make. So I think it's important to take adequate time and, and look at the environment. All right, John Bolton. Um, whatever you decide to do, keep the pressure on for good policies. We need you out there. And Happy New Year to you, buddy. Happy New Year, Larry. Take care. All right, take care. Thanks. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.